Thank you for joining us. This week, we're excited to invite our friends Greg and Jackie onto the podcast. Uh, We recorded this podcast over Zoom, so I just ask that you forgive any sound issues that there may be throughout the episode, and enjoy. Hey, everyone. I'm Rob. And I'm Angela. And thank you for joining us on our journey as an engaged couple. And joining us this week are Greg and Jackie. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having us. Hi, guys. Of course. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves? So I'm Greg. A little bit of backstory. I've been, uh, I grew up as uh, one of Robbie's neighbors since the time we were in kindergarten. Um, We're both from central New Jersey, both Jackie and I. And uh, we started dating uh, a long, long time ago in the year of 2009 before... uh, any of this uh, quarantine was even a, a thought in the world. But uh, we started dating in 2009, and um, I'm pretty sure we'll get into that story in a little bit, but uh, we're really happy to be here with you. Awesome. We're happy to have you here. How have uh, how has kind of the last couple weeks of planning the wedding during quarantine been for you guys? Um, it's actually been pretty fun. So we we, uh, we got a lot of the, uh, the, the, major, the major planning out of the way. Um, fortunately before this was all, all went down with the quarantine. Um, but we've mainly been focusing on the honeymoon at this part, which is, you know, that's obviously (laughs) a little bit more convenient because we can do all of that, uh, virtually. So we've been working with a, um, a a travel agent out of Hoboken, New Jersey, uh, where we're from. And, uh, we've been, yeah, we've been planning that. It's been really fun just because, you know, right now, all I really want to do is travel. Even that's because, you know, we're not allowed to, so. Just like having that like as like a goal, something to look forward to has really been uh, kind of like up, uplifting a bit. Yeah, I think the, the only challenge we really face is all of the little details. Trying to plan the little things like the color of the shawls and this and that. It's a little harder when you can't do things in person. You can't see how, you know, people look and stuff. You can't be at the photographer's office seeing the, the quality of their pictures and stuff like that. So... All those little details are a little bit uh, challenging right now, but we're trying to stay big picture. Yeah. And when did you guys get engaged again? We got engaged on March 3rd of last year, so 20, 2019. Yeah. So we've already been engaged for over a year, and we have about seven and a half months until our wedding day. Yeah. You guys picked a pretty fun date, too. Yeah, 12, 12, 2020. We got the repetitions going. Oh, yeah. I know uh, Angela and I have just kind of started talking about the stuff to you guys because we're about five months behind you because uh, we were August of uh, last year. So, uh, Angela, do you want to share with what the thing you're most excited for is? The cake tasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fun. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, for me, it's definitely looking for the photographer because uh, you guys know me with photography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very excited with that. Um, I know for, for us, we didn't do as much wedding planning this last week, uh, but we did have, uh, Greg and I had one fun thing. We did a groomsman gathering over Zoom yesterday, so Greg got to meet all the uh, the rest of the groomsmen. Yeah, that was a good time. It was nice to meet everybody, and it seems like, um, I mean, like I would ever doubt, but you obviously picked a, a great group of guys uh, because, you know, uh, they seem they seem a lot like you, which is, a, which is a great thing. Thanks. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, my groomsmen are very much uh, a walks of life kind of together, and I got one of my oldest friends here. I have uh, a cousin, friends from college, friends from church, friends from work. Yeah. Uh, whereas Angela is a little more uh, a friend group with uh, my sister and her high school friend are probably the only ones not part of that friend group, I think, from college. Um, yeah, they're recent additions. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, they're becoming part of that friend group now. Yeah, definitely. What was it like for you guys picking your uh, groomsmen and bridesmaids? Um, you know, we, we are so blessed to have such a big group of friends and family. So um, it definitely was a challenge when we started to think about our guest lists and about our bridal party, just trying to keep everything, um, you know, reasonable. But I think when it came to our bridal party, we really picked people that have been a pillar of our relationship for each other. So like the the girls in my bridal party, my sister, Greg's sister, my cousins, um, my best friends, you know, that have really become Greg's best friends too. And then vice versa. We have um, brother-in-law, we have... Um, a lot, yeah, friends that come from your side, friends that yeah. come from my side, so... It's a it's a good group. Yeah. But it's awesome. definitely a challenge to try and keep everything reasonable, especially we haven't finished our guest list or anything like that yet. Um, but we haven't made the tables and things like that yet. But trying mm. to, um, you know, finalize all of that, I'm actually pretty excited for it, but it's definitely going to be a lot of work. Is it going to be – is your seating going to be a lot of um... – these people can't sit next to these people or is it a pretty no we're actually so fortunate we're so blessed in that uh not too much family drama so everybody can really sit next to everybody yeah um we're so lucky in that it's more um you know we have such a big family and our tables are i think gonna be like 10 to 12 so like kind of figuring out how to I don't want to say yeah. chop the family apart, but how to kind of seat everybody so that it makes sense. Um, but no, we're really lucky. We we have a good, uh, you know, we both have very um, strong families and everything. And, and for the most part, everyone will behave and, and be able to sit next to each other. So we're really lucky in that regard. I know Angela, we were talking about it, had some funny things, insights she was the, if you want to share any of that. Um, my parents have agreed not to sit next to each other. <laughs> um and um there um rob also created like this um document and it has like different tables lined out with like 10 blocks he can happily send it to you as well but um we've been kind of using using that to figure out who will sit where and who will sit next to who because i think a couple things like people had different last names so it was like no, no no put them together and then other ones it's like uh Let's not put them together. And Angela was definitely joking about uh, who's allowed to sit near the bar and who should be on the opposite side of the room. <laughs> That's the really important yes. question yeah, to figure yeah. out. You Proximity. Know, grandparents need to be closer maybe to the bathroom. It's it's the whole process. <laughs> we actually were talking about like, um, like you know, just trying to make light of like some of the uh, the subjects. We're saying, okay, you know, like it, tables is, is obviously going to be a um, kind of like, you know, it's it's almost like a puzzle. Like wh- who, what families are divisible by 12 and like, can we, you know, like we don't want to split up like a couple here and there. And then we said, what if we just like made the most awkward table possible? Like the loudest uncle 
with the person that they would know least. <laughs> but we definitely won't do that. But that was just uh, just something funny that we we're we we're thinking about the possibilities of. Well, I remember An- Angela and I joked as, uh, yeah, if we wanted our wedding to turn into a brawl, we'd find the most liberal people and put them next to the most conservative. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to do it. <laughs> Um, what has a uh, plus one's been like for you? Where'd you kind of set your cutoff? So, um, our theory with the wedding and the guest list and plus ones is that our wedding's not going to be a time when we're introduced to anybody. So if I, if, if your significant other isn't as important or not important, is not the right word, but hasn't been long uh, long around or what am I trying to say around long enough that we would know them they're probably not coming to the wedding so we're not doing anything like I've heard um ring bring or stuff like that we're not doing anything as um hard and fast cut and dry yet nothing nothing as um set in stone as that but we are going to say we're not going to be introduced to anybody anybody at our wedding so our wedding's not going to be a first, second, third date for anybody. It's it's going to be people who are around long enough that you've brought them, you know, into our lives too, in a way. Mm-hmm. I like that. We're we're still figuring that out. <laughs> and it's it's not you know it's not as easy as just like every single situation because you know I'm sure you guys are are the same way. But we have uh, we have friends from all over, and you know some of these friends are in like we have a friend in Dubai and. You know, if he struck up like a really strong relationship over like the past year, it's not so easy to just, you know, pop back over from Dubai and introduce us to his, you know, significant other. So there's like, you know, one offs here and there that um, we have to, you know, take into consideration as well. Of course, I know for us, we we have a lot of cousins uh, our age that you know, very well could be in a relationship. And we also have cousins and friends that were like, whether or not they're in a relationship, if they get a plus one, they're going to have another person there. <laughs> so it's that's definitely it been something. We purposely, with our save the dates, just put the name the people were sent to. We didn't put plus ones on save the dates. We we're saving that for the invite, largely because we're still figuring that out. Uh, why don't you guys take a second to tell us a little bit about your story? Obviously, I know it because I was there for it, because <laughs> I've known you guys for, I mean, I've known you guys as a couple for more yeah. than a decade now, but uh, why don't you share a little bit about that story? You want to start from the beginning? Yeah, sure. So um, <laughs> Greg and I, like like he mentioned earlier, we grew up in the same, it's two different towns, but essentially the same town because we all feed into the same high school. So we grew up in, in the same town, but we did go to separate elementary schools and separate middle schools. And then freshman year of high school, when the two middle schools, um, you know, merged. merged into the one high school, we met each other, and we had every class together except elective, elective and language. And language. Yeah. So we were basically with each other all day long, every day, and very simply, we became each other's best friends. Um, we literally spent all day together, and you know, we were so young at the time. I we were both fourteen when we started. Um, high school and then yeah. you turned 15 halfway through the year I'm 14 I was 14 for the whole year um, we were so young so it was kind of like it starts as a little crush kind of like a harmless crush obviously we're engaged now so it's become much more 
But um, it started as a little crush. And then I remember I wanted to get, this was obviously a time before social media, before, I mean, cell phones were obviously around, but it, it predates a lot of the ways that we connect today. So I remember texting one of um, the guys on his team to get his cell phone number so that I can call or text him and ask him for help with the geometry homework. Um, I already had finished the homework and I did not need any help, but I (laughs) I pretended I needed help. I'm not advocating for acting dumb to get a guy, but um, I said I needed help with the homework so I could get his number. Um, And then... I told him I liked him, and he actually said that he didn't want a relationship, so he rejected me. Yeah, and my little 14-year-old heart was broken, but I am uh, a very persistent persistent person, so, um, you know, we I, I kept telling him basically month after month, I like you, I like you, I like you, and then um, in gym class at the end of the year in May um, Greg asked me to be his girlfriend in gym class and then we held hands for the first time later that day so <laughs> so from, well, I, from, oh. from my side of that story <laughs> um, it was it was more of um, obviously I, I had liked Jack the entire time you know I thought she was obviously cute back then we're 14 15 years old had the biggest crush but I was so intimidated because I wouldn't count myself as one of the popular kids in high school. Um, but Jackie was, she was, you know, she was so smart. She was so pretty. She was outgoing. She was definitely part of like, she was, uh, she was one of the, you know, very oh cool, popular girls back then. <laughs> I was, I was so nervous, you know, and then coming out that, you know, she liked me. I was like, oh my gosh, this is too intimidating. I don't know if I can, you know, step into this role here. But uh, fortunately I made that, um made that leap and I'm uh, one of the one of the best decisions I ever made in my life so and then from there we worked together all through high school we decided our junior year of high school that we wanted to go to college together um we had to consider Greg um was a a swimmer so he was going to swim um in college and he got a offer to swim on uh University of Connecticut's D1 team he was getting lots of offers at the time but we were trying to match what was the best academic school for both of us? Mm-hmm. What was the vibe of the school? We wanted a big state school. And then, of course, where could Greg um, have an awesome swimming career? Um, so we decided on the University of Connecticut. We were very lucky. Our freshman dorms were close to each other. Yeah. Um, so we got to hang out a bunch in, in college. My sorority sisters um, became his best friends. His swim teammates became my best friends. Um, and then after we graduated in 2016, we decided to move in with each other in, in Brooklyn, Brooklyn yeah. which was a total adventure. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of years later, we decided we were ready to move to Hoboken. And actually, the same day that we signed our lease for Hoboken, Greg asked me to marry him. So here we are a year later. What an expensive day. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely life changing. <laughs> The thing I can remember from the early stages was Greg and I walked with a, to and from school with a group of friends. And Jackie, before, even before they were dating, would often join <laughs> with walking. And I just remember the rest of us all being, when are they just going to get in a relationship? <laughs> it was like months, wasn't it? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> we all just like, they're practically dating now. Why, why isn't it like, we all know. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Jackie had uh, become part of our, our uh, walking home from school tribe uh, yeah. that we had been going on since fourth grade. We were so young. We didn't yeah. even, you know, we didn't have cars. We didn't have our licenses. So yeah. I would walk uh, with you guys back to your, your neighborhood. And then... There was a little tree on the corner. We'd say goodbye under the tree, and then I would proceed to walk like a mile and a half, two miles back to my friend's house so that my parents could pick me up. It was just such a... That's dedication. Yeah, it was... It was Like I said, I'm persistent. Um, but it was, it was such a fun time and such a special time um, to be falling for somebody, your life partner, so young. Um, so it was, it's definitely cool. We're really proud of our story. Oh, that's a really amazing story, and I'm glad you guys persisted <laughs> together. <laughs> um, what made you um, choose the date and location, Greg? So the date and location. So it's, it's uh, it, I guess, you know, everything kind of stems from our history. But um, the location first, we, we've always been beach people. And um, we've been fortunate enough that uh, Jackie's parents, they moved down to the, the Jersey Shore after um, her younger sister graduated from high school. Um, so they had a house down here in the on the Jersey Shore, and um, we would always, you know, every summer, even sometimes late spring, early early fall, we'd, we'd go down to the beach, and we always loved the beach. So um, we knew that we wanted to wanted to come down here, and even now, um, the the parish that uh, we we most frequent is down here as well on the weekends. Um, so we knew that there's a church down here in the parish that we wanted to get married um, get married in. So that kind of decided for us uh, where we wanted to get married. And then the the date kind of 12-12 um, is just kind of a, a cool date, but we always we always love Christmas time just from the feeling of warmth and family and everything that, that comes with that time of year. So um, we kind of put those two together, the, the location of, you know, the Jersey Shore kind of down near the beach and um, around Christmas time. So we thought it was, uh, it was pretty fitting. I'm sure it's going to be cold. Do you still plan to do pictures out on the beach? Not so much on the beach. There's like a there's a lake right by the the, the church itself. Um, so yes, it will be cold, but uh, we're we're not going to be <laughs> on the sand itself at that time. And it will make it easier to remember the anniversary date. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm looking at <laughs> Rob right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Rob right now. <laughs> yeah, I have. Well, you know how I always. Switch your birthday between twenty seven, twenty eight. Yes. Because for some reason, when there's two dates next to each other, I can't remember it. I've been doing that with both the date we got engaged and the date our wedding's gonna be. Where I'm like, I say it so confidently, and then I'm like, no, wait, it's the other day. Don't worry, Angela. I'll make sure that Robbie remembers the the wedding date. Um, I'll make sure he gets there on time. <laughs> thousand post-it notes thousand <laughs> reminder texts yes that is that is part of the job of groomsmen make sure the groom actually shows up he'll be there don't worry <laughs> I'm more worried that me and all the bridesmaids and my mother are going to be running on a five minute late schedule <laughs> we purposefully picked an afternoon ceremony because Angela was like none of the bridesmaids will make it to the ceremony if we do it in the morning don't worry, everybody waits for you. It's your wedding day, so. <laughs> Very true. Um, what, um, what has been the best part of wedding planning and the most challenging? I think we would agree. The best part of wedding planning has been looking at the menus mm. 
at all the different venues. That part is definitely the most exciting. Um, we have it. Yeah. Hopefully, um, if you know everything with the virus gets gets lifted, the summer will be when we do our um, taste testing. So we're super excited for that. For the cake testing, that's on Greg. I have a gluten allergy, so Greg will be deciding the cake. Um, but for the food, just seeing the different menus and picturing how everybody is going to be enjoying the food, um, I think has been the most exciting, yeah. exciting part. Um, most challenging part, I think, is just all the little details. And yeah. um, I think we're both pretty type A types of people. And, you know, you spend so much time, energy, money planning your wedding, but in the end, you don't have control over everything. And I think that just coming to terms with the fact that, like, some things are just going to be the way they are. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. Um, and you don't have necessarily all the control that you'd like. That, I think, has been pretty challenging. But, again, we're just trying to stay big picture and not get bogged down with all the little details that in the end nobody's gonna notice or remember anyway yeah i think another another challenge for us is we're, we're big on like you know um asking for input from from other people and then at some times it almost it's almost a detriment when you think about it so you know i like i remember like picking out like uh looking at tuxes or something i asked maybe too many people for their opinions and i had you know i thought i really liked one and then Somebody said no, they didn't like that one. Somebody else said yes. Somebody else said no. And it's, it's hard to kind of like wrap your head around at the end of the day. It, it really is. You know, it's, it's your wedding and then we have our wedding and we have to make the final decision. And to like let other people's opinions affect your decision making, though at some point is good. Sometimes when you ask too many people, there's there's too many cooks in the kitchen. So it's it's um, sometimes that makes it a little difficult. Makes sense. And I'm definitely can say because we did our tasting in January for the uh, reception place we picked. Oh, it's so much fun! Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> they like they brought it all out in these uh, very like decorative looking designs, and um, they gave a sheet to rank how it looked, how it tasted, and all this stuff. And it went through every item you would get. Uh, so you got to pick like your two entrees, you got to pick the, uh, the, what would be the hot hors d'oeuvres and the cold hors d'oeuvres, the pasta, the salad, like wow. all of it. And like, we purposely didn't eat lunch that day because we got so much, food. definitely go in an empty stomach because they're going to give you so much food. And they poured heavily. I will oh say yeah, that. that's definitely the plan. <laughs> oh, they poured. Yeah. They gave heavy pours on the wine. If you've got halfway through your nice. glass. And you blinked, it went right back up. <laughs> <laughs> Must be like Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things, too, this is a very interesting time to be engaged with coronavirus going on. What has it been like being engaged, living together, going through all this stuff during a quarantine? Hmm. Well, we've been we've been really lucky. Um Actually, the um, when things started to get a little crazy in Hoboken, we we were taking care of um, Jackie's family's dog Yankee. Um, really great dog, love the little guy. But uh, he, <laughs> um, we had him in Hoboken with us, and um, we're taking care of him while while your family was on vacation. And um, they they put out the the notice that they were going to close all the parks, 
um, you know, social distancing. You're not really supposed to be leaving your homes because, you know, Hoboken's pretty condensed area. It's, you know, right across the river. So um, when they gave out that notice, we, we kind of were thinking of him like he's not going to be able to really go outside as much. So we decided to make the trip down to the shore and just stay at Jackie's parents' house until all this blew over. So, you know, Yankee could go in the backyard. We could take him on walks. And uh, it's been about five, five weeks, five weeks sin- since that time. And, uh, yeah, we haven't really left. So, we've, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been here for, for the haul. It's, it's been okay. It's, um, you know, me and Greg have known each other forever. We've lived with each other for many years now. So, that part of it isn't too much of a, a shock for us. Spending a lot of time together isn't too much. But um, I think just the, you know... You don't expect to work side by side, I'll tell you that much. That's figuring out, you know, and I remember you guys mentioned in one of your earlier podcasts about, like, switching up the different locations of where you work and things like that while in the house or in the apartment is so key. So for us, you know, Greg is in one of the bedrooms, I'm in the other bedroom, and we're trying to work at the desks there, but then switching it up and trying to keep it... um, you know, trying to keep it fresh. fresh and just checking in on each other throughout the day. It's um, definitely a challenge. I think it's a challenge for everybody, but we count ourselves lucky. We have access to a backyard, um, multiple rooms in a house. Yeah. So we're very lucky. I also kind of think about it. It's almost like um, if you were to move or, or change a job, it's a, you know, a change of scenery, a change of routine. And that, you know, that's always hard. So this is just another change of routine. And of course, those those stresses with that are going to come with it. So I think this is, you know, it's, it's a stressful time for everyone. And um, I think we're managing it pretty well, though. One thing I will say that's been really fun for us, which we didn't get to do in our normal uh, lives, was um, working out together. Mm-hmm. So previously, Greg, you know, he did his thing at the gym. I was really into like Pilates and yoga, and I kind of did my thing. And Really, in the past year, we haven't worked out too, too much together, um, besides that time that we trained for half marathon. That we were working out together, but <laughs> the, besides the running outside, we really weren't um, training together. So this experience has kind of given us an opportunity to um, work out together. We've had a lot of fun looking at all different um, fitness fitness companies that are doing like virtual, virtual classes, trainings yeah. and like Instagram live fitness classes. So... We've kind of connected that way, um, laughed a lot, <laughs> trying to do burpees with each other in the basement. So it's definitely it's definitely been um, a change to the routine, but a positive change. Yeah. I'm definitely, you know, I hope this is over as soon as possible. But when it is over, I'm going to miss that. Definitely. Angela and I were joking that uh, every engaged couple should have to spend a month quarantined together because if you can survive that, you can survive the long haul. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, you're uh, right. It's it's a, it's a good uh, test. Anything you guys want to ask us before we wrap up? Hmm. What's yeah? What's what's been your your favorite or and and or least favorite part of wedding planning since being quarantined? Same as you asked us. Ooh. So I know you said you're looking forward to the photography bit, but I mean, I guess you could do that virtually. But what what would you say so far has been your favorite and least favorite? I would say my favorite was being able to do the groomsman thing. Uh, I would say, you know, I know it's going to be hard to do it in person. Really, it's going to depend on when Joe is stateside because he, 
you know, finishes up in Alaska and then two months later moves to Japan for a year. Wow. Uh, so being able to do something in person is very much based around his, his breaks. Yeah. But obviously when the real world opens back up, we're going to be a lot busier. If there's going to be less times where you can get seven people all to sit in front of their computer for an hour or two. So I think that was maybe a benefit was being able to have that time to get everyone together. I know Angela did the same thing with her, uh, her bridesmaids. Nice. So I think, think that was a cool thing. Cause I, I really want the groomsmen all to know each other and, when the bachelor party and the wedding comes and everything, it's not all. So, how do you know Robin? Yeah. Right, right, right. What's your name? <laughs> so, I I think that was probably benefit. Um, obviously, things like trying to figure out if we want to do a DJ or wedding band, all that stuff's going to be kind of hard to do while still quarantined. All the in- stuff that you really need to do in person. What about you, Angela? I really enjoyed going wedding dress shopping. Um, I was hoping to do it in Florida, but right now that's obviously not happening for a little while. Um, yeah, but no, I had a, um, I, as I mentioned before, I was with my, um, I was, uh, with my mom, um, Rob's mom and, um, one of the, um, and one of, um, your groomsmen. Um, yes, Brendan. Brendan got to go dress shopping. His exact reason why he should join is he said, uh, every dress fit in needs a sassy gay best friend. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And Kat- and Kathleen was there, um, repre- representing the bridesmaid and bridesmaids, and um, and my friend Foon was able to make it as well, which I was very excited about. She um, surprised tripped up from DC. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I definitely enjoyed. Um, bridal just shop in. I'm hoping to do it again soon, and hopefully I'll, um, hopefully I'll be able to figure out what I'm going to do with the dresses soon. For the most challenging, though, it's been trying to figure out the hotels and the blocks and where people are going to be, um, because we have like a lot of my Florida family, and I'm trying to put them in Midtown, and then there's some people who are like, no, I want to be in Queens, and I'm, and I'm like, why? <laughs> i'm like you might save a little bit of money but you're still going to spend a ton of metro cards and yeah or, yeah. The, or they're like or they're saying oh i want to be in jersey and i'm like you might be saving some money but the path will add up and yeah. we tried to explain that to her dad because he's like but the hotels are so much cheaper and it's only 45 minutes and i'm like no no that's 45 minutes on a good day yeah. like a lift is probably going to cost you $75 each way, and you're going to be here for oh, two yeah. to three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I was going to say, it's hard for people who are from out of town mm-hmm. to like, understand it yeah. even. Yeah, and then also just trying to figure out if I'm going to put them all into one hotel or like different blocks. And um, like, um, um, like I know some people have different price ranges for hotels as well, so it's like... Yeah. Uh, it's like trying to work with, with them as best as you can and also trying to make sure that there's someplace nice. Yeah, yeah that's definitely that. been one of the, the harder things, with the, especially because most of the hotels aren't open right now, so we can't really get quotes on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our kind of last two things to, to close out, uh, I do want to um, shout out to uh, this podcast, um, Transatlantic History. I guest starred yesterday on Transatlantic History with Lauren and Brian, 
And it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's pretty cool because Lauren's in Wales, UK, and Brian lives in Buffalo, New York. So it was really interesting hearing their different points of view. And, you know, they discuss all things in history they feel like. They bring on experts, historians, and authors, uh, and all around history buffs to ramble about different topics. We talked a lot about Doctor Who in a podcast about Nero, so it kind of covered all my bases. Uh, so I definitely recommend checking them out. And uh, we always like to, at the end of the podcast, Angela will shout out a five-star review. So, Angela, who are we shouting out this week? We are shouting out to Talk to Q. Uh, they said, I like the concept of the show. This is a nice way for those who are looking to tie the knot to get some ideas on the steps to prepare for a wedding. You two engage each other effortlessly on the podcast, and it's enjoyable to listen to it. This is a very positive show that many can enjoy. Good job. Well, thank you uh, for that. And thank you, Greg and Jackie, for letting us jo uh, join you on a little bit of your journey uh, as a gauge couple. And thank you for coming on here and joining us. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us, We really us, love guys. your podcast.